Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this edition of School Biz Chat. Today, we are joined by Kevin Supple, who has served as Moasbo's legislative liaison for this year. And man, oh man, Kevin, what a legislative session it was, which just ended last week. The General Assembly concluded their work, and they certainly ended it on an interesting note. But let's talk about bills that affect education. Going into the session, we thought there would be several that would profoundly affect and impact public schools in the state of Missouri, and that didn't happen. So you want to highlight a few of those that didn't make it across the finish line? Yeah, thanks, Kim. We were really worried about a an effort to change the way that personal property taxes are assessed. It was going to impact both the assessment rate that was used and the way that the uh, value of vehicles was calculated. That did not make it over the finish line, so we were happy about that. But we can expect to see efforts like that coming back in the future. The other thing that I think was big for us was open enrollment, which would have been a substantial change to many of our school districts. Some would see it as as a positive aspect, but for many of our districts, it would be a a real negative aspect. We were particularly concerned about the implementation uh, were that uh, effort to pass because the logistics of doing that on a statewide basis would really be overwhelming. Without getting into the details, I'll just say that they thought that maybe paper and pencil might work, and that would not have been an efficient method for districts to deal with the requests that might come from their students to change districts. So open enrollment did not uh, clear the hurdles this year, but again, it's probably something that'll come up at a future session. Absolutely. And I think we can plan on that. We probably should talk a little bit about the budget, which we're all very concerned about. So you want to address just a few of the high points with the governor's budget in terms of the formula transportation, because that's always of great concern to our folks. Yeah, Kim, the formula was fully funded. Now that's at the same uh, SAT as we've had for the past several years. So there's no new money for K-12 education, but districts won't see a decrease in their funding levels uh, based on the SAT. So, So that's good. Transportation categorical was fully funded. Now that's the 75% of the allowable costs, but still that's a significant increase to a number of districts in their funding. Outside of that, I think that a couple things that are notable, that districts that participate in the $38,000 minimum teacher salary, that now will be funded at 100%. Uh, It previously had been a 70-30 split, so that is good news. The governor had made a request for some money to expand early childhood education programs, and I think there was $81 million allocated for that. Desi's going to have the details of that moving forward, but hopefully that'll be a great way for districts to begin to implement some early childhood programs and do some great work with our kids. Absolutely. So you referenced at the top of the broadcast a little bit about concern around taxes, and there was a bill that made it through that relates to property tax and senior citizens. So 
explain about that. And then I know there's controversy wouldn't be the right word, some confusion around just exactly what that bill provides and what that's going to look like. So why don't you talk a little bit about that for us, please? Kim, I shared with the legislative committee in my updates to them this year that the devil is in the details. And it's not unusual for the General Assembly to uh, miss out on some of the details. They certainly have some broad brush strokes of what they'd like to accomplish. And the language that they write doesn't always get them where they want to be. And I think that's clearly the case in the bill that you're talking about. So in Senate Bill 190, there is a property tax credit for real property for individuals 65 years of age or older. In order for this to go into effect, a county has to adopt an ordinance or resolution or it could be done by an, an initiative petition of voters within that particular county. Where it becomes difficult is that the definition of what the tax liability is or the credit that, that exists within this bill is very confusing. So there are at least three different interpretations. We had some feedback during the session that the intent was to make it applicable only to any taxes that are levied by a county. So in that sense, it wouldn't really impact school districts. But the language is uh, vague enough that it's unclear whether that is going to be how the bill will be interpreted once it is enacted. So we're still waiting on some clarification as the final language is, is assessed. And even the assessors who are going to be responsible for implementing a lot of this have expressed some real concerns and have uh, indicated there might even be a request for the governor to veto the bill. Uh, we're not very hopeful that that will happen because you're asking a, a very conservative governor to potentially veto a tax cut for senior citizens, probably not the smartest move politically for anybody. So we don't think that that's going to happen. We just hope that there will be an attempt to clarify the language either through some legislative fixes that might occur in the next session or more likely probably by lawsuits that are filed once the bill might be uh, implemented. Now, again, nothing goes into effect until there's an ordinance adopted by a county or a vote of the people. So this won't have an immediate impact on any of our school districts because the bill won't even be effective until August 28th, and it will take some time for any of those, either of those two actions to take place. So I think districts are in a pretty good place for the upcoming school year. But again, the uncertainty around the language is troubling to us, and we hope that there'll be some clarity. One other thing that I'll highlight there that'll be good news for many of the people who are hopefully listening to this podcast is that a portion of that bill does exempt Social Security and public pensions like PSRS and peers from state income tax. There had been a income limit on that exemption previously. This bill now lifts that income limit. So anyone collecting Social Security or a public pension would have those amounts exempted from state income tax for the 2024 tax year. So thanks for that explanation of those two pieces of legislation, that piece of legislation relating to taxes. And I just want to reiterate what you said. Um, there's a lot to be clarified, explained around the tax credit for seniors. So we don't want people panicking right now. There's still, there's still a lot of details to be worked out. And 
as you know, that's true of several pieces of legislation. As you said, the details aren't always explained very well. So we will certainly work with our folks to make sure they have an understanding of what those details are as they become available. So anything else, Kevin, as you reflect back on these last several months and even going forward, you've already forewarned us that many of the pieces of legislation that eventually died on the floor will probably come back. We can anticipate that. And I know the other day we were having conversations around people need to be talking with their legislators over the summer helping them understand impact of some of those potential bills and not waiting until next January. So like I said, your thoughts, reflections, anything as we close out this General Assembly? Well, Kim, I do think it's important for all the business officials to stay in tune about what's happening in Jeff City. There may not seem to be an immediate impact to your district, but again, as things are implemented, it may that may change or uh, there may be changes in future legislative sessions that expand uh, the reach so something that came up this year that's that's going to have a potentially huge impact on districts would be to take the $38,000 minimum teacher salary and to codify that into statute so currently that's a voluntary program that districts participate in but there has there was a push this year it didn't make it but there was a push to codify that into statute and along with that was increase in the salaries for teachers who have a master's degree plus 10 years of experience our concern is not with paying teachers more we are all in favor of that our concern is that without appropriate additional support financially from the state this would place an undue burden on some of our school districts and not allow them to be successful you know, financially. And so we want to make sure that the districts that might be impacted are paying attention to what that might mean to them. All districts should probably think about what would open enrollment mean and begin to have those conversations with their legislators. I shared at the spring conference when I presented a session about legislative advocacy that the message from your individual district is so powerful. We can give you some broad brush talking points, but for you to say the actual impact to me will be, it will cost me X number of dollars, which means I can't renovate my classrooms. I can't buy new textbooks. I can't hire the additional teacher I need. Those very specific examples are powerful. So Think about the legislation, what impact it might have on your district. Engage your legislators in conversation and share with them very personal stories about your district and what it means in your district. I think it carries a lot of weight. Well said, my friend. And I just want to reiterate for those of you in that CFO or executive director position, this is part of your job and helping legislators understand the financial impact of proposed legislation is essential. And as Kevin said, they want to know what it means in your district. So please do that. Please stay informed. Please stay involved. And we will continue to bring you information to help you do that with your individual legislators. So thanks for tuning in to this edition of School Biz Chat. If you enjoyed this new episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Until the next time, take care. We'll be chatting. 
This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.